0: You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast, the official free podcast of thebarkboard.com. The thoughts and opinions are that of the show hosts and in no way reflect the thoughts and opinions of the university. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. I'm Lucio Ric, your host of the show, being joined as always by Jackson Moore, the publisher of the barkboard. And, Jackson, what a difference a week makes, right? <laughs> that, uh, that game was uh, a lot different than the previous week, where the Bulldogs were behind most of the game. This one, they took the lead and never looked back, right, Jackson?
1: Yeah, and if you go through from last the previous week's fourth, or the excuse me, the last play of the third quarter against San Diego State, till about the five minute mark of the final quarter against Hawaii. Like seventy minutes of football, where the Bulldogs outscored their opponent like seventy-seven to nothing. I think it was. It was uh, hard to believe how uh, how dominant the Bulldogs were, and um, and I mean, and that stretched over from the previous finish against San Diego State. But Hawaii have been playing pretty solid football, and I mean, the Bulldogs they've been winning, but it sure hasn't been easy. They only had one FBS win all season long of more than a touchdown going into that game, which was at New Mexico. And it just felt like the way the two teams were playing, that Hawaii was going to at least make it interesting. But it looked more like the game we probably all penciled in back before the season ever started. Fresno State was pretty much healthy. They looked as good as we all expected them to look this season. And frankly, Hawaii looked as bad as we probably anticipated they were going to be going into the year. They have gone just through so much attrition through the transfer portal and we uh, weren't expecting much out of them this year, but they had put up some competitive football games over the course of October, but that streak surely came to an end in Valley Children's Stadium.
0: Yeah, Fresno State has uh, has uh, turned the table, so to speak, just in time uh, for the, uh, the remainder of the season, and they are strictly in the driver's seat at the moment as far as the West Division is concerned, and right now... Um, with Hayner improving week by week, uh, it just looks like a totally different Bulldog team that we've seen in the last few weeks, right, Jackson?
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks definitely like what we thought we'd see this year, and we didn't see it the first couple of weeks. Even you know, in the Oregon State loss, we saw them have to settle for so many field goals, and of course, the offense got off to a slow start at USC, and then Hayner was out, so it was <laughs> and a few other guys, so it was a totally different team and early October that went to UConn and um, went to Boise. And, and even the team that beat San Jose State was uh, a much different look than we all expected to see this year. Um, so finally, you know, all the star offensive weapons are healthy. And, I mean, they lit it up like we thought we'd see over the course of the whole season. It, it took a little while to get here in November. But uh, finally, we're, we're seeing this team that we expected to see. And fortunately, even at five and four, uh, the Bulldogs haven't been cost any chances at the Mountain West in terms of winning the conference. Uh, if they win these next three, which they should be heavy favorites for, they'll, they'll be locked into the championship, and they might even be able to get away with two out of three wins. Uh, if San Jose State drops one more game, then the Bulldogs have some uh, cushion to, to falter somewhere before the conference championship. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but the Spartans are at San Diego State this week, and there's a chance Fresno State can clinch the West as soon as Reno in a week from this weekend, and just the way the Bulldogs are playing, it sure feels like they're they're on their way to pulling that off. Um, but you, you just never know. The Mountain West has been an odd conference this year, and Fresno State's had, an especially, uh, roller coaster type of season. So hopefully, uh, it just keeps going up for the dogs.
0: Yeah, right now the it. it... It really helps the Bulldogs right now that they are are getting on track this at this point in the season. Um, you know, heading down to Las Vegas to to take on UNLV just just in time. Where are the Bulldogs? They're they're getting healthy, uh, and that's exactly what we wanted to see happen uh, for the last stretch of the season. Because right now, the way the Bulldogs are looking, the probably the last toughest game on the schedule would, would be um, Wyoming who is looking pretty dang good right now. And um, right now, if the Bulldogs can run, run the table, uh, they may not The Wyoming game may not even mean much by the time they get to Wyoming. So is that the take you're getting Jackson?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm seeing from this team. UNLV, I mean, They're much better than they've been in the past, and uh, I'm expecting this to be a competitive game on Friday, but the Bulldogs are double-digit favorites on the road, and Nevada is a much worse team the following week. And then it really comes down to what San Jose State does again. I mean, they have to go to San Diego State and Utah State. If they win those games, then Fresno State has to beat Wyoming. Uh, If the Spartans drop a game, then the Bulldogs, they'll have clinched the West with two wins and uh, they won't need to beat Wyoming, but you never know. It, it could still play into home field advantage or who the Bulldogs will face. Uh, it looks like it's probably going to be Boise State at Boise State for the conference championship game, no matter who wins the West. But uh, there is a chance that Wyoming, you know, they're going to play the Broncos for that Black Friday game in Fresno, and maybe it'll have different implications if the Cowboys could pull that game off
0: yeah and this is gonna be this is a fun time for the bulldog fans we we've seen a lot of uh unhappy faces up until this point but now it seems like they are getting getting things rolling at the right time and uh let's talk about that that game jackson um not only did fresno state get going on offense but they also scored on defense, and by a player that used to play for Hawaii. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what's what's your take on that one? What, I mean, honestly, he just he took a, a pass and ran it back that was relatively untouched.
1: Yeah, and that really was the backbreaker for the Rainbow Warriors, and it happened so early. I think. You know, that game doesn't get out of hand so quickly without that play. Uh, even the first two drives shaped like what we probably, you know, we Bulldogs were heavy favorites, but we expected Hawaii to put up a fight and that's what it was for two drives. The Warriors drove all the way down the field, missed a field goal, then Fresno State drove down the field. And Hawaii's red zone defense, which has been pretty good, forced the Bulldogs into a field goal, which we've seen quite a bit over the course of the year, so It kind of set the tone early that it was going to at least be some back and forth. But when Cam Lockridge jumped that pass and picked it off and took it for a touchdown, then the defense gets the three and out. The offense goes down and scores in six plays. I mean, the route was on immediately from that. So uh, it was a complete game by Fresno State. But that play really ignited the fire that turned it into such a blowout
0: yeah, and and uh, and things seemed to uh, really take hold after that interception because that that momentum shifted, and the Bulldogs held on to it. Um, and uh, and from what I can tell, Hawaii was actually able to score some points late in the game, not not because there was much of a lapse in defense, but because by then, Fresno State had put in their second and third starters. which, you know, the, 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 the quality of, of, uh, talent kind of drops off a little bit, but, and that those teams actually did hold their own, but they're, you know, going up against the first team of Hawaii, who at this point just wants some points on the board, hard, hard for those teams to kind of keep the shutout going, right, Jackson?
1: Exactly. They, They did come close. They forced, uh, UH into a fourth down on both possessions. Uh, They did convert one and a penalty moved the ball on the second one, which they both ended up getting touchdowns. Um, But the second touchdown with just 35 seconds left on the clock uh, at least produced Fresno State's first blocked kick in a long, long time. They blocked the extra point uh, with 35 seconds left. So if you left early, (laughs) you missed a rare blocked uh, kick from the Fresno State special teams unit. But that seems to be a, kind of another notch in the belt for coach Baxter and then what the Bulldogs are doing on the third phase of the game.
0: <coughs> Absolutely. As I joke up my water here, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, things are, are, yeah. I mean, that was a sight to see. It's been a while since we've seen the Bulldogs block a kick. And um, at one point it looked like they were getting ready to scoop it up and try and run it uh, back for two points. Uh, but kind of tripped over the ball a couple of times, <laughs> so that didn't that didn't up uh, didn't end up happening uh, for the Bulldogs. But on offense, defense, I mean, like you said, complete game from the Bulldogs. Um, Hayner looked like he's getting more and more comfortable, uh, and I believe Jackson, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Hayner did not get sacked once, did he, or was it one sack?
1: Uh, he was sacked one time, so it was a much better performance by the O-line than against San Diego State. Uh, Not quite the same competition, of course, but um, that was important to see, especially with Dante Bull out of the lineup. And A bit of good news on the injury front was that they were able to put Braylon Nelson out at right tackle, who has been nursing an injury for the last almost two months now. He played quite a bit the first two games, and got dinged up and we really haven't seen him since then and um that was big we saw daniel tamalolo a junior college transfer fill in twice for dante bowl this year but uh, nelson is a guy that's already started a bunch of games last year and gives you a little more confidence i think and a little more size and length at the tackle position Uh, not necessarily a spot tamalolo was brought in to play more of a utility lineman so uh, for Nelson out there and the, the O-line to play as well as they did, both protecting Hayner and establishing the run, it was a pretty good rushing day for the Dogs, too. Uh, that was really good to see. And it, it does bode well for the next couple of opponents coming up that don't particularly have the greatest defenses with UNLV and Nevada.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see more than negative three yards rushing this past week. (laughs) Um, That is something that uh, was attributed to the multiple sacks that was on Hayner against San Diego State. But this particular game, uh, it seemed like the uh, offensive line made their adjustments. Um, Even even with uh, Dante Bull's absence, they were able to make adjustments. Granted, like you said, the the caliber level of just talent was not there where San Diego state had it as far as the defensive rush, but the bulldogs were able to make those adjustments and uh, it seemed like they were, they were doing pretty well. I mean, what's your, what's your take? What's your overall assessment on, you know, how the offensive line did this week compared to to last week? Is there, is there something that they did differently that, uh, that helped the bulldogs?
1: Um, Well, I mean, the only big difference was probably personnel-wise with Nelson, but they also mixed up the left guard position again. It's been a bit of a rotation. It felt like Tyrone Sampson maybe for a couple weeks had locked it in, but this past game we saw Jacob Isaiah start, we saw Sampson go in, and we saw Osmar Velez play as well, who's missed time. So uh, we saw all three of them play. All three of them were pretty solid in there as well. No big mistakes from that group or, or rotation there. And then, just in general, um, what I kind of took away from this game too was that it was the first time that this edition of Fresno State's offense with Jake Hayner has really been able to have some weight off of its shoulder since the season opener. Uh, I mean, the only game that the Bulldogs have played basically all season long since then that uh, was not in the balance practically all game long was the New Mexico game, of course, with Logan Fife out there, but. For Hainer and for a lot of these O linemen, they finally got a chance to take some reps with a sizable lead and to kind of get into a rhythm and a groove where you know a mistake wasn't gonna cost them the game and I felt like that played a bit into the O line. There was not as much pressure there and for Hainer, too where he could really let loose, sling it around. He even threw a big old touchdown pass there late in the third quarter and they kept going in the fourth quarter, he threw a fourth touchdown with Eleven minutes left to go in the game, so uh, they were able to hit the accelerator and really take some risks. And and I mean, we've just seen so many games this year. It seems like every game, <laughs> if that offense makes one mistake, it was going to be trouble. With how close Oregon State was with the USC game, with San Diego State and San Jose State, it's just been a grind all season long. And they finally got a chance to let loose and have some fun in this one.
0: Yeah, and this was uh, it looked like they were having a lot of fun out there for the for the first time this this season. Uh, you know, having a comfortable lead, not having to worry about uh, about things and just kind of open up the playbook a little bit. Uh, we did see, um, a few more down the field chances that the Bulldogs have been taking something that's been missing most of this season. Um, uh, this game allowed for some of that where they could take those deep shots and, uh, and ultimately it paid off, uh, especially with, uh, with Cropper Moreno, um, making a, a huge catch and then, uh kind of just sidestepping a couple of guys and walking into the end zone uh, so it was uh it, it was nice to see uh, some of the the deep balls happening again um, and Jackson honestly I wish we would see more of that because I, I I've been watching some of the matchups down on the field and um, the, you know we've had wide open players but I think the biggest issue with with that is Hainer just hasn't had the time, right, Jackson?
1: Right. I, I think they've had the game plan around that early in the season when he was healthy. And then when Fife came in, you have a double edged sword of O line struggling and you know not necessarily as sure of a passer on the deep ball with Fife as it was Hainer. So I think they really turned the corner against San Diego State where uh, Hainer was having you know, a lot of pressure in his face and they've realized that they went spread the field and, and took some Aztec players out of the box so that they could swing it around and get the ball out a little quicker, maybe get downfield a few more times and I think it's just carried over right into Hawaii. They've been playing with a little better tempo at times. It's been a pretty slow offense for most of the year, even though you know, it's not smash mouth or, you know, big personnel. They just seem to let a lot of play clock run off and make their reads and, and snap it late. I, I think they picked up the pace a little bit there and Uh, Just spreading it out and and getting those passes out quick has, uh, I think, been a big help. And then running the ball, too. When the team's balanced, it's definitely going to open up those chances downfield, maybe give you a little bit of play action, give you some more time to drop back. And This was a game where the offense was balanced all around. Even though Hayner had a big day passing, they still ran for well over 200 yards, too.
0: Yeah, he uh, he he did really um, really kill it this week, and in fact, he was named uh, I believe he was named Player of the Week, wasn't he, Jackson in the Mountain West? He was indeed, yeah. So that makes a, a huge difference. Um, it helps with the confidence, of course. And uh, I, he, is, he is back to uh, looking like his old self, especially even in the post-game press conferences. You could see the confidence uh, building and him feeling a lot more uh, of what he was expecting the season to be. Um, and so, uh, you know, hopefully things will keep going in the right direction for the Bulldogs. As they now head over into Nevada uh to go take on UNLV of um and so you and I will be making that trip to La- to Las Vegas to be covering that game and uh in Jackson I, I I don't know about you but I'm I'm kind of excited to get over there right <laughs> <laughs> uh not only are we going to be covering the UNLV UNLV game but Jackson and I have uh you know, been able to uh, work our way to cover the Raiders game as well. So uh, stay tuned on that as we may be able to pull in some uh, player interviews. Uh, we're going to do our best, right, Jackson, to try and get maybe, you know, Derek Carr or even Devontae uh, get some interviews with any Bulldog players that are on that team and see if we can uh, bring it over to the website.
1: Right. Yeah. We're going to see what we can do. This is Barkboard.com's uh, NFL debut. <laughs> so we'll see how it operates. You know, we'll see how, what the, the policies are there. Hopefully, at least be in the, the post-game press conference and supposed to be able to, to get on the field before the game at least to get some some nice pictures of Derek. So we don't have to pull the our contracted photos from the national <laughs> <laughs> right. photo services. So uh, that would be cool. And um, you know, just to cover a pair of games in Allegiant Stadium, I've never been there yet. Uh, the COVID stuff in 2020 kept us from. Getting over there last time around. So it'd be cool to, to see the stadium and cover a, a game in that kind of atmosphere. Haven't quite seen anything like that before. And um, yeah, and, uh, I'm ashamed to say it, but I haven't seen Derek play an NFL game yet. it has been in the, the league for nine years. So uh, I'm thankful, even though the Raiders are struggling a bit right now, finally get a chance to see Derek in person. And I know there's quite a few Fresno State fans that have penciled out the same trip to get to the Bulldog game on Friday and hang around for the Raiders on Sunday and watch Derek and Devonte in action so not just uh, the Bulldogs will be covering but I'm sure uh, the Red Wave too to see uh, what it looks like on Sunday and how many Bulldog fans are there supporting uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a lot because I know it seems just about every time the uh, I see a graphic on Twitter from a Yankee game there's Someone in a bulldog hat or shirt get on Twitter. So I can only imagine the amount of people that are going to be at this Vegas game.
0: Yeah. Things may get a little crowded for us as we head into that game. (laughs) Uh, But it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Like Jackson said, this is going to be our first time uh, heading over to that stadium to cover anything, uh, whether it be uh, Fresno state or, or, um, the Raiders, so uh, it's going to be a new experience for us. So stay tuned as we get all that uh, coverage for you next week, and let's dive into this one. Jackson, Fresno State is taking on UNLV, who has shown a lot of improvement from last year. We saw that they were on the cusp of of being really good. Um, it looked like they were going to peak a little bit earlier this season, but since then they've kind of been on a downward trend. What do, what do you see, Jackson?
1: And the quarterback issue, you know, much like Fresno State's had to go through with Jake Hayner's injury, it also hit UNLV. Um, you know, Doug Brumfield was not a starter last year. He played in three games. He had a good flash against Fresno State, actually. He threw two touchdown passes, and a game that was way too close for, for comfort for the Bulldogs last year. Um, but whatever he did in the offseason, I mean, he started the season off on a tear, uh, had 356 yards and four touchdown passes in his first game. Uh, as the starter this year, he had an 100 yard rushing game, one game against North Texas. Uh, just was really playing good football, both statistically and analytically, even now, still after missing some time. And uh, he was PFF's top ranked. Mountain West quarterback, and, until he got hurt. And you just saw the Rebels crumble after going 4-1 and and starting off 2-0 in conference play. Uh, without him, they got destroyed at San Jose State, destroyed by Air Force, lost by a good amount at Notre Dame, which probably didn't make a difference if he was up there or not for that one. And uh, then he came back this past weekend. So now they've got a jolt, but they still struggled a bit at San Diego State, lost 14-10. to Uh, He threw two picks in that game. and got sacked three times. Uh, It was uh, an improved effort by their offense, but not enough to beat the Aztecs. So um, not just him too, but they do have a transfer from Louisville at running back who's having a good season. Aiden Robbins. They've got a transfer from Michigan state at wide receiver uh, that has also been having a solid season. He leads the team, Uh, Ricky white. uh, He's been uh, a big jolt for them there too. So they have some weapons and they've got a quarterback that has really accelerated his progression progress. But um, this was a team that went to San Jose state thinking that they could grab a hold of the West division. And now all of a sudden they're on a four game losing streak. So a little bit of a backs against the wall type of situation for them. They're four and five overall. They are probably going to be favored the last two weeks. They go to Hawaii and they go to at the they host Nevada, um, On paper, they should get to six wins, but going to Hawaii is not easy. And the UNLV-Nevada game, you always throw out the records for that rivalry. So uh, a chance they'll be bowling, uh, but they're trying to stay uh, keep long hopes for the West Division alive and, more importantly, probably for them, the bowl eligibility alive by taking on the, the Bulldogs on Friday.
0: Yeah, and, and so this is exactly what we were talking about, uh, that uh, their quarterback was, you know, he had a chance of coming back for the Bulldogs, but it doesn't look like he's going to be back, right, Jackson? Uh, he's still out with an injury.
1: But well, he's back, but they struggled still a little bit, even with him back. He, he went out against San Diego State last weekend, and we, it wasn't the same type of Rebels offense that they were for the first Uh, five weeks of the season, they get only 10 points and uh, not a ton of yards. But um, when you play San Diego State, that's typically the type of game you get into (laughs) with a low-scoring contest. The Fresno State-San Diego State game was still an odd one with the Aztecs putting up 28 points. But Brumfield's back, it's just a matter of, is he 100% or did San Diego State really give him some problems last week?
0: So it's which team is going to show up. (laughs) That's, that's going to be the motto, which team is going to show up against the Bulldogs on this Friday. But um, uh, if, if the Bulldogs defense keeps playing the way that it's been playing the last few games, they're going to make things very difficult for the uh, rebels and, uh, and hopefully uh, enough problems that uh, the Fresno state offense will be able to kind of uh, take hold of this game and never look back. So, we're going to see what happens here, uh, but let's let's jump into this. Let's break this down. Fresno State's offense versus UNLV's defense. How do you see this one kind of uh, matching up here on paper?
1: I think the other side of the ball is going to be the big matchup. I, I think Fresno State's offense is not going to have much trouble with the Rebels' defense. Uh, I, I did go cover UNLV's game at San Jose State uh, earlier this year, and they lost that one forty to 7 after Brumfield got injured. Um, but it was not all that surprising that they struggled against San Jose State's defense. But what surprised me was that UNLV's defense gave up 40 points against the Spartans. I mean, they, they just looked really bad. And uh, personnel-wise, was not entirely impressed. They've got a handful of pretty impressive athletes, but just top to bottom, it, it looks like this group just doesn't quite have enough to make a, a serious run at the conference this year and that's bad news against the Fresno State offense that is uh, now at full strength for the most part and just has so many weapons to go to uh, uh, there, there may be a, a few signs where Fresno State could have some trouble uh, the Rebels are pretty talented at defensive ends, and of course the Bulldogs are still breaking in Braylon Nelson that right tackle so uh, you never know. There, there could be some issues for Hainer and pass protection in this game, but uh, I do think Fresno State's going to have a relatively easy time against this Rebels defense. And it just becomes a matter of can the Rebels keep up? Can they make it a shootout? Or um, if the Fresno State defense does anything like we've seen lately, uh, perhaps this is a, even a blowout for the Bulldogs. Um, but I, I would expect it to be pretty competitive. The Bulldogs are favored by ten, but. I just don't see how UNLV slows down the the Bulldogs uh, on offense, whether it is passing the ball or running the ball. uh, I think Fresno State's going to have an advantage across the board. As long as the O-line plays up to par, that'll be the big key for the Dogs. If the O-line holds up, there should be a lot of points for Fresno State.
0: Yeah, if this offensive line does a repeat performance of what they did against Hawaii, uh, and give Hayner uh, plenty of time back there, he will definitely pick apart this uh, Rebels defense, and that's that's the key. Um, when Hayner has plenty of time, he is very dangerous, and <clears throat> right now, um, that's going to be the goal, the key matchup for the Bulldogs is making sure that Hayner has plenty of time to work with. Not only does it open up things on the uh, for the passing game, but it will open up things for the running game that uh, has been kind of like a little bit on a roller coaster lately. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, things will pan out for the Bulldogs as far as that is concerned. Now, flip side of things, we've got Fresno State off uh, Fresno State defense taking on the UNLV offense, and how do you see that matchup working?
1: Yeah, this will be definitely the matchup that decided the game, from my mind. Um, UNLV's got some firepower. They haven't been able to show it lately, but of course with Brumfield being hurt, but now he's back. I mean, this was a team that put up uh, 50 points plus twice in their first three games and 30-plus points in the next two as well. Um, they've been cold since then, but they do have the talent and the weaponry to, to do some damage. And so we'll see how Fresno State can handle it. I think probably you know the, the two biggest factors here for the Rebels are, are just Brumfield in general. Again, um, analytically, he's been playing even better than the statistics say, um, uh, more so in the first five games when he was healthy than last week. But uh, he's been someone that's really impressed by a lot of measurements and the other factor that UNLV has is that they're a balanced offense. We haven't seen much of that uh, that President of State's had to deal with. You know, Hawaii didn't do much of anything last week. We expected San Diego State to be one-dimensional running the ball. They, they kind of ended up being more one-dimensional passing the ball in a lot of ways in that game. Uh, New Mexico surely couldn't throw the ball. Um, they were trying to run it against the Dogs. But this is a team that has the talent and the O-line to do both. And it's going to make life quite a bit more difficult for Fresno State, but at the end of the day, uh, I think the defense will be able to do plenty enough to let Hainer and, and the Bulldogs go outscore the Rebels and, and win this one.
0: Yeah, so this is uh this is going to be uh, fun to watch. If the Bulldogs uh, defense are able to clamp down on UNLV, then things may get out of hand just like the last game for the bulldogs but then again that's uh that's going to be dependent on whether or not the bulldogs are able to continue to keep putting pressure on unlv offense and their quarterback and making sure that he does not get comfortable and get things going um you know after coming back from his injury so uh i don't know jackson um you know, let's let's place your bets here. What, uh, what's your what's your overall forecast of how you think things are going to pan out here? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Why not? Let's get your <laughs> prediction right now.
1: I think the Bulldogs are going to win, of course, and um, it's just a matter of is this going to be competitive or not. I, I think the the Rebels they do. Have, I mean, they played San Diego State tough last weekend. They was only lost fourteen to ten. I think they have the ability on offense to um, keep up with Fresno State for a while. Um, I think their defense, while not very impressive, has a couple of strengths that might match up well against the Bulldogs. So There's reason to believe that this could be a competitive game and could get a little dicey. We even saw last year, of course, these two teams are pretty similar to last season, and Fresno State needed to come back at home uh, just to beat UNLV. With, I mean Fresno State was ranked and UNLV was winless, (laughs) and so and that game was scary. So uh, there's a lot of the same uh, talent and the same matchups in this one. So uh, it's hard to write off the Rebels, but I I do think the way that Fresno State, I mean, the Bulldogs are on a four-game winning streak and UNLV is on a four-game losing streak. (laughs) So if both teams keep playing with the same trajectory, uh, I don't think there will be much trouble for the Dogs, but it's just one of those games you can't quite write off and it could get interesting if the Bulldogs have an off night or a couple of players have bad matchups, but hopefully it doesn't come to that for them.
0: Yeah. And as long as, as long as things keep going the direction, they should be going trending in the right direction. Bulldogs should come out on top on this one. Um, I don't see a UNLV having enough for the Bulldogs at the moment, uh, but uh, you know, they have proven me wrong before. So we'll see We'll see how things pan out here. Now, before we start heading into our Mountain West coverage uh, to kind of track and see where everyone stands, um, you wanted to talk a little bit about Fresno State basketball. So what's the latest on Fresno State basketball right now?
1: The Bulldogs started off the season uh, the other night, and uh, it was a doubleheader, actually. You got to see the women and the men. Uh, both teams uh, won by double digits against... Fresno Pacific, uh, even though it's D2 competition, it accounts for the record for Fresno State. And uh, But two very different games. The women won wire to wire. The men actually trailed Fresno Pacific for about 30 minutes, which sounds bad. <laughs> it, I mean, it is bad, but uh, the Sunbirds definitely came out hot. They scored 18 points in the first five minutes. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, they hit some tough threes early on, and Fresno State had to find their way out. And Ultimately, they did. They showed in the second half that they were a much superior team. A big 15-0 run to swing the game back in their favor in the second half. But We've seen some developments. We've seen Isaiah Moore, a 6'10 transfer from Southern Miss, has really taken a hold of his role in the offense. He's been starting in Orlando Robinson's old spot. Went for 17 points and 10 rebounds in the opener. So, it kind of feels like statistically, at least, that They haven't lost a whole lot with Robinson's departure, but two very different games. Um, I mean, they played through Robinson so much last year and Moore is is more of a, uh, a player that will take advantage of some garbage buckets around the rim. He's thrown down a bunch of dunks that he didn't have to create himself off of nice passes or offensive rebounds or loose balls. And so they definitely need to find some more sources of offense to prevent themselves from getting into the type of hole they had. The other night, Uh, Jojo Hunter, Mountain West freshman of the year, has suffered an additional injury, it appears, to what he was dealing with in the preseason. So uh, he's got a potential thumb surgery coming up, and uh, that's not good news. We may not see uh, the four-star freshman play anytime soon, which makes things much more difficult for the dogs. But uh, they're going to hit the road on Friday to take on UC Santa Barbara, pretty solid team from a year ago. They're going to play that game in Santa Cruz, and our Gabe Carrillo is going to be there for us covering that game while well, Lucio and I are in Vegas, so we'll also still have coverage of another out-of-town game that'll be neat for, for our Barkboard.com coverage, yeah. and we'll see how the Bulldogs fare against some actual D1 competition finally face a, a competent type of D1 opponent, and what happens for the dogs if uh, they struggle like they have in the exhibition and uh, against Fresno Pacific or if we, we see a little more energy from them against a, a more uh, competitive
0: team. Now, uh, I take it this is a little bit of uh, concern for you uh, after watching uh, how they struggled against the university uh, against, you know, Fresno Pacific there early on. Um, I mean, are you are you a little nervous? Uh, from what you saw or you, you think it was just kind of a you know trying to get a feel for the game as the season starts to to happen
1: you know i was i was more concerned about the scrimmage the other night they hosted stanislaus state and they were only up by two at halftime and uh they really needed 22 points from isaiah hill in the second half to get out of that game with a win and uh, that game was more concerning for me just because the bulldogs played bad you know from the majority of that game they had a ridiculous amount of turnovers in the first half. And that's tennis law state team. I mean, you can just see with your eyes how much better Fresno state should have been compared to that team. Whereas even D2 Fresno Pacific the other night, I mean, they just came out really hot on offense. Sometimes there's not a lot you can do about that. And even physically as well, they had a couple of matchups inside that you wouldn't think Fresno Pacific would have. They were able to muscle the dogs around a little bit inside, which that part is concerning. But once things settled in, Fresno State proved they were the better team. I think more concerning for me just long-term is that uh, not having Hunter in the lineup is a concern. That's one of the pieces Fresno State really needed in order to take a step, in my mind. And the other concerning part is just that they haven't had consistent scoring. It's only been two games, but – from the backcourt. I'm looking for Jamal Baker to be a star on this team. Haven't seen it much the first two games. And Isaiah Hill, after a big offensive game in the scrimmage, or in the exhibition, excuse me, didn't score much against Fresno Pacific. So they really need uh, someone to step up at the guard positions. And I'm still hoping it might be Baker, but uh, with his injury history and uh, the lack of games that he's played because of that in recent years, it might take a little time for him to to get back to his old self.
0: Yeah, and and there you have it, folks. Jackson breaks down basketball <laughs> um, Yeah So it, as the season progresses And basketball starts to kind of uh, Take hold we will start shifting Our gears but for now it's still Primarily football of, of What our coverage is At the moment and we're, we're Going to switch gears back again Back into football right now and look At the Mountain West uh, Conference and, and kind of give you An idea of where everyone stands At the moment now let's start off with the Mountain uh, Division. We've got Boise State still on top at a 5 and 0, Wyoming 4 and 1, Utah State 3 and 2, Air Force and Colorado State at 2 and 3, and New Mexico at 0 and 5 in conference play. Now, when you sh- uh, shift gears into the West Division, you've got Fresno State at the top with four and one along with San Jose State at four and one, San Diego State three and two, UNLV two and three, Hawaii one and four, and Nevada at 0 oh and five. Right now, Fresno State is in the driver's seat, even though they've got the same conference record, uh, Fresno State has the tiebreaker over San Jose State. Now this upcoming weekend, there is a big game on the schedule, and that's San Jose State taking on San Diego State in San Diego. Now, if San Diego State takes this one, Jackson, then that will put San Jose State at four and two and put Fresno State comfortably in that driver's seat, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with all the tiebreakers, if San Diego State wins, if Uh, That means the Bulldogs only have to win two out of the last three. They'll have all the tiebreakers needed to get to the conference championship game. And while it already looks pretty favorable for Fresno State to win three out of three here, um, that would also mean a seven-game winning streak, which is very hard to do in college football with just everything that goes on week to week. But um, two out of three seems like a given. Um, And if Fresno State beats UNLV, of course that'll be Friday. And then if San Jose State Falls with San Diego State, then the Bulldogs will just be looking at one out of two wins in the last two weeks and a potential to even quench the West at Nevada the following week in a game Fresno State should be heavily favored in. Um, so this is a big one for Fresno State fans to watch on Saturday night. If the opposite result occurs where the Spartans win and they're improved to 5-1, and one, well, I mean, Fresno State still has to, to win out basically to keep ahead of the, the Spartans and keep that tiebreaker unless San Jose State loses somewhere else in the last two weeks. Um, but looking good for the Bulldogs, it would just be a heck of a lot easier if the Spartans were to go down this week for the Bulldogs' title game hopes.
0: And and typically this matchup between San Jose State and San Diego State, uh, typically... Um, usually goes favors the home team on the, on this matchup between these two. And right now, San Jose is making that trip to San Diego State. That's got to be an edge for, for the uh, Aztecs, right, Jackson?
1: It does, and we'll see maybe if the, the Aztecs, who uh, have been reportedly having trouble filling their new stadium, um, <laughs> they, they reported 28,000 fans last week i believe and it sounds like in reality it wasn't anything close to that um but last year i was there for uh san jose state and san diego state in cfc stadium in san jose and that game was probably one the spartans should have won but the aztecs gritted it out they got into overtime and um they were able to steal that one in san jose so there's going to be a lot of emotions going into this one, uh, another Cal state rivalry between those two and um, Spartans will be looking for revenge from last year in a game they felt they should have won at home.
0: Yeah. So this is going to be interesting to watch. That is the one game I have circled on the schedule That is a must watch for the Mountain West other than the Fresno State game that has high implications for the Bulldogs in that matchup. So that is definitely one that if you don't have circled, you need to make sure you have uh, some sort of awareness of what is going on with that game because that means a whole lot to the Bulldogs right now. Now, the rest of the schedule on for this week, Uh, Jackson, let's just say it's kind of a snorefest. There's really not much implications there, (laughs) but we'll run through them. You've got Utah State taking on Hawaii on the islands. And, of course, this one um, doesn't really mean much for Hawaii, although it does mean something for Utah, who is still on the outside looking in to try and make a run in that mountain division. And how do you see that one shaking out?
1: Yeah, Utah State at 4 and 5 also overall, trying to make sure they get the eligibility um, surprising spot for the defending conference champions to to be in, but that's where they are right now. Um, and again, as you mentioned that three and two, uh, probably a little too late for them in the round division, but they do still get a chance at Boise state. So maybe a long shot, maybe some tiebreakers that they're going to play that finale game against the Broncos on CBS, uh, black Friday. Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, they On paper, they should be a much better team than Hawaii, but it's been hard to really count on the Aggies week in and week out, and we all know making that trip, even from Fresno to Hawaii, is a tough one. Making it from Utah uh, for the Aggies is, is going to be tough, too. I assume they're going to win, but uh, you just never know with Hawaii. Things get weird there, especially with one of those 8 p.m. kickoff times.
0: Yeah, so that one is, uh, is definitely going to be one of those that's uh... – not going to be uh, really, really easy to watch, <laughs> but it is uh, it is one of the, the matchups that uh, Utah State really needs to win in order to stay in the hunt with Boise State. So the next game on the schedule, uh, I have a New Mexico taking on Air Force. And um, both of these teams have pretty much been mathematically eliminated from contention, um, but uh, not really much on the on, on the line here. Other than Air Force is already uh, bowl eligible, um, but New Mexico nothing to lose, right, Jackson? <laughs> they can just <laughs> they can just put it on to the Air Force. Uh, they have nothing to lose at this point.
1: Uh, two and seven overall and five in conference play. Uh, New Mexico's their season's pretty much done for as far as anything postseason's concerned. But uh, two teams that are going to look to run the ball a lot. I assume Air Force is going to win this one big, but uh, maybe the, the slow tempos for both sides keep the score a little tighter than the 21-point uh, spread would suggest.
0: Yeah, so that one is uh, not going to be too fun to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> not only is it not a matchup that is just not all that appealing um I, I honestly i don't like watching air force play it just it gives me gives me nightmares of the type of offense that i don't like seeing so uh but it is what it is uh the next game however uh wyoming taking on colorado state um not much at stake for colorado state but there is a lot on the line for Wyoming. They cannot afford to trip up if they're going to keep pace with Boise State uh, in order to force a uh, a game uh, at the end there that was going to mean a lot. So, yeah, Jackson, they have to go to Colorado to play this one. Is this a potential trap game for Wyoming?
1: Well, Wyoming is like the anti-Utah State. Every week you kind of feel like the Aggies are going to finally wake up and start playing well, and Wyoming is a team that has exceeded expectations, and every week you kind of feel like it's going to finally fall under beneath them, and I think the Las Vegas oddsmakers are are kind of along those lines, only giving Wyoming an eight-point favorite spread here against the two and seven Colorado State Rams, who have had an especially tough go over the last couple of weeks. Um, I still think Wyoming's going to win and stay afloat for the Mountain Division, and as long as they win, then there comes the big matchup against Boise State the following week. Uh, the Cowboys will be at home against the Broncos, and if they were to beat Boise State, they would come into Fresno on Black Friday as the leader of the Mountain Division uh, with a tiebreaker over the Broncos. So that could make things very interesting, especially if uh, Fresno State has already clinched the West Division. As uh, I mean, they're the outcome of the Fresno state Wyoming game could determine whether the Bulldogs face Wyoming or Boise state in the conference championship game and beating Wyoming would probably mean having to go to Boise. So, uh, almost a lose, lose, but if you're in the conference championship, it's a win ultimately.
0: Yeah. It's kind of one of those where we need, uh, Boise to lose one, um, before, Uh, meeting up with Wyoming and then Wyoming beating them and then Fresno State beating Wyoming and then Fresno State getting (laughs) the home game. So there's a lot on the line here. So we need Wyoming to keep winning, Boise to at least lose one before facing Wyoming and losing to Wyoming in order for the Bulldogs to have a shot at hosting. (laughs) Uh, Now, they go off of conference record, not overall, right, Jackson?
1: Yeah. So the first tiebreaker is going to be conference record. So um, obviously if Boise State uh, runs the table in the mountain division, they'll host no matter what. And if both the Bulldogs and Broncos have one loss, the Broncos will have the tiebreaker. So really the only way for Fresno State to host is if uh, Boise State loses two or if Wyoming uh, wins the mountain division uh, despite losing two Fresno State on that finale. So looks like a long odds. It, it looks like Fresno state is, is probably going to end up going to Boise, but um, you, you never know. It, it's still in play for Fresno state to potentially host. They just need quite a few things to go their way.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the hard part is we need Boise to at least lose one before facing Wyoming in that matchup. And uh, this week Boise takes on Nevada. So uh, <laughs> let's, yeah. Um, Let's let's go Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a long shot to see Nevada do something against Boise State, but hey, we've seen crazier stuff, right, Jackson?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, they've got Nevada uh, on the road this week, and they finish with Utah State at home. I mean, they should be heavily favored in both, but, but maybe the Aggies can, can pull something off the finale because I don't see Nevada doing anything as, 21-point home underdogs in this one.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for uh, Nevada. Boise State has uh, seemed to look like they have gotten things figured out ever since they made the quarterback change and the offensive coordinator change and leave it to Boise to just do that, and then all of a sudden they're back to their old Boise again. Um, So let's just say I, I don't have much love for them. (laughs) uh it's 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 an ongoing battle with uh, trying to figure out boise just when you think you've uh, you've got them figured out and they've had a bad year um they seem to pull one out of the hat every single time and right now they are rolling and they are essentially the front runners to win the mountain division um as the bulldogs right now are the favorites to win the west division so uh, those two may end up seeing each other again once the uh, regular season uh, has run its course. Um, I don't know, Jackson. Uh, are you kind of tired of seeing this matchup, or are you, or you love this matchup every single time?
1: Well, this year is a little different just because the team that Fresno State sent to the blue turf uh, a month ago it was a much different one than what the Bulldogs should be in December. Now that the dogs are healthy. They got Jake Hainer back. I think this is the, the rare time where you know, Fresno State fans probably want to get another shot in that same situation where uh, they were not able to, to pull it off earlier. Now they're much more well-equipped to, to go in there and win it this time around, much like 2018 when the Bulldogs lost the regular season game at Boise State but got to go back and, and knock the Broncos off in the rematch for the, the game that really counted. Uh, maybe they can do it again this time around.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to see that happen once again. Um, But uh, right now, the Fresno State just needs to take care of business. As long as they win out, they are in that championship game. Uh, however, they could end up having a little bit of help this weekend uh, with the San Jose State-San Diego State matchup. So um, I hate saying it, but root for San Diego to win that one. <laughs> um, but uh, that would help the Bulldogs in the long run uh, to get there and make it an easier road. Uh, but first, got to take care of business this weekend uh, against UNLV. As And like I said, Jackson and I will be making that trip, so we'll be reporting from um from uh, Las Vegas, there, and uh, and we'll we'll get all that information out to you. Uh, and that being said, Jackson, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to go over while we uh, are getting ready to wrap this one up?
1: Yeah, just stay tuned to the Bark Board. We're going to be at again at Vegas for this UNLV and we matchup. We'll be sticking around for the Raiders. Uh, we've got a lot of basketball coming up here as well. Again, Dave's going to be at the same. Friday game, a day game against UC Santa Barbara up in Santa Cruz. So we'll have covered for both football and basketball. I uh, got a lot of premium stories up on the VIP side. We've got news from practice, latest injury updates, and I have our mega report on uh, this week of practice and about uh, the matchups. To dive into more of that and, and what we're hearing from the players, and coaches at practice. I also have an insider interview with Jalen Moss, true freshman wide receiver who got his first game action in the blowout against Hawaii and uh, really enjoyed my conversation with him. He shared a lot about uh, what he's been up to as a true freshman and all the high hopes he has uh, as a big time recruit uh, to take over in that receiver's unit here in the near future so really enjoyed that one and yeah, we're just doing our best to keep you covered with all the in-depth scoop on both football and basketball and if you're not already a member head over to BarkFord.com You'll see a link to join, and it's only a dollar for your first month
0: to, to try it out. Absolutely, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully see some of you down there in Las Vegas. And if you see us, don't don't be shy, say hi. <laughs> uh, we like meeting up with uh, with some of the fans out there. If uh, if you notice us walking around uh, the strip there, just uh, or, you know reach out and 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 let us know, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Um, but. If you're looking for Jackson, you can find him on Twitter at Jackson Moore, two, uh, Jackson Moore 247. You can find me on Twitter at Red Wave Report. And as always, if you haven't done so already, head over to our Facebook page and give it a like. And, um, of course, uh, don't forget about thebarkboard.com, where we have both our free and premium subscriptions. The premium subscription is the way you want to go where you can get the latest news and coverage uh, for Fresno State Athletics. That being said, I want to thank everyone for joining us and join us again next week as we continue the ongoing coverage of Fresno State Athletics.